forgot to change that. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another 3D Hangouts. My name is Noah Wes. I'm a designer here at Adafruit, and joining me every week is my brother Pedro. Good morning, everyone. And Pedro's creative tech here at Adafruit, and every week we're here to share 3D printed projects featuring electronics from Adafruit. That's right. This is where we combine 3D printing and do electronics and make inspirational projects for you folks. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. We're hanging out in the Discord chat room. If everyone would like to join us while we're doing the show live, you can do so by hitting up the Discord server. I'm kind of rushing through here because. <laughs> We had a fun morning. So, hello everybody. How are, is everybody doing? Good morning, everybody. Hanging out in the chat room. Shout outs to uh, Stuart. We got uh, Mr. Certainly Bruce to Wester. Hey, Bruce. We have uh, Avro. We have Yanni, Doctor, all hanging out in the chat room. Wonderful. Good morning, everybody. Hope you're doing well. We have some fun stuff to share with you folks. So, uh, without further ado, let's go run through the morning housekeeping. We'll start off with, I think, Flash free? I don't have flash free. So if you want to, <laughs> let's play some builds with adafruit.com slash free. This is where you can get deals and more. The more things you spend with Adafruit, the more free things you're going to get. So we've got some tiers here. For orders that are $99 or more, we're going to get you a free Permaproto half-size breadboard. We actually used it in this kind of past project here that we're going to share with you t uh, later. And for orders that are $149 or more, you get the free Stemma QT. Uh, breakout board, sort of a randomly selected board. It could be a sensor or uh, a bit of a microcontroller piece. Uh, but uh, if you have an account with Adafruit, we'll make sure that you don't get the same board twice. You can register uh, for free, so do that if you haven't already. For orders that are $200 or more, you get the randomly selected STEM QT board, the half-size Perma Proto board, and free ground shipping for UPS. That's the, in the continental US only. And then for orders that are $2.99 or more, you get free ground shipping, you get the free StomachQT breakout, and a free Permaproto breakout, plus a Circuit Playground Express, the flagship product, built-in sensors, NeoPixels, and works with lots of different programming languages, such as CircuitPython. So there we go. The freebies are still going on, and uh, you can get as many as, uh, as many orders as you want, so until, until supplies last. Cool. All right. Uh, um, this week coming up, it's CircuitPython Day next week. It's on August 6th, 8th, 6th, 2021, dubbing it the snakiest day of the, of the year. The snakiest day of the year, something like that. Check it out. This is a really, really fun uh, way to uh, highlight CircuitPython, all the community members and folks that are working on it. We have a dedicated uh, site for folks to check out. We have a little video that we made as well, just to kind of promote the day. And here is what's going on. We have some tentative activities going on, lots of live streaming. So on that day, August 6th, uh, the CircuitPython team it will be live streaming throughout the day, starting with Jeff and Katni discussing CircuitPython. It's at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. At 3 p.m. Eastern Time, we're going to have a CircuitPython board tour with Lady Ada herself. And then at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, we're going to have a deep dive with Scott Special Edition. And then we're going to have a special show and tell that Wednesday. It's going to be on the 4th, actually, 8-4. And you, uh, we're going to be looking for folks to share and highlight folks' projects. So if you have a project that uses CircuitPython, share it on social media. You can tag Adafruit or use the hashtag CircuitPythonDay2021. And it's here right there for you folks. And you can get to this, web, this, uh, this blog post from Phil uh, by using the short URL, adafruit.com slash CircuitPythonDay2021. Easy to remember. So yeah, check it out. Um, last year was, was a fun, s similar thing, but we're trying to do more activities as the years, as it matures and stuff, we figure out what we can do. 
So yeah, what do you folks think? Are you excited for CircuitPython Day? Did you not know it was CircuitPython Day? Now you know it's CircuitPython Day. It's coming up next week. And that is CircuitPython Day. We well, gotta find a baker that can make a CircuitPython cake. Yeah, speaking of CircuitPython, we have a CircuitPython meeting every Monday at 2 p.m. It gets posted in all uh, major podcast services. You can subscribe to them by checking them out on your favorite podcast, or you can listen in live on the Discord chat room here. Go to discord.gg slash Adafruit if you don't have the invite. You can join the server, and then it's uh, done in the CircuitPython uh, chat room every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern time. Cool. And then you can, of course, catch the archive. It gets uploaded to YouTube as well, so you can check that out. Cool. Newsletters. I'm missing my face here, but uh, this is a little thing for the newsletter, adafruit.com slash newsletter. You can get, you can subscribe to the product-focused newsletter. Happens once a week. It's just a nice way to get uh, updated when new products get added to the shop. And there's more newsletters. If you want daily newsletters of different like stories and projects from the community, you can subscribe to all the different categories that are part of, of Adafruit Daily. So go to adafruitdaily.com. It's a standalone website. You have to opt in. Nobody gets automatically subscribed because that would be wrong. So adafruitdaily.com is the place. Heading over to the jobs board. There are new jobs this week. So help wanted. If you are looking for some new gigs or if you're an employer looking for some new wigs, I don't know if that worked out, well, but maybe. Um, the website is jobs.adafruit.com. Looks like there's two new postings here. We have a bit of like a, a contract here for a wearable necklace pendant that buzzes. That sounds like a fun project. And here, a software developer in C, C++, Python, and Arduino in the Chicago, Illinois area from Light Pong. That sounds fun. So check those out. There's lots of other ones too, and these are all vetted by uh, Lamar and PT. So they're they're good, they're good postings. All right, I think uh, I think that's all the things. I got pink fong stuck in my head now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll throw it back over to the live broad live broadcast chat room in the Discord server just to catch up, see if anybody wants any shoutouts, free shoutouts. <laughs> free shoutouts. Everybody's been shouted at, it looks like. <laughs> what Bruce looks at bald head, thinks about how warm a wig would be during summer. Yeah, that would be I warm. think jig would have sounded better, right. like a jig to hold something for Yeah, for the job manufacturing. Board. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's go ahead and jump into this week's project. I think that's all the housekeeping jobs. Let's see. Yeah, it's a day is a big deal for next week, so check it out. All right, let's jump into the project. Okay, fun. Let's do that. This week's project is a CircuitPython project. Huge shout out to Liz Clark for coming up with the idea and coding this project. She wanted to use the 1x4 uh, NeoKey Cutie board and a, a CutiePie RP2040 to make an emoji keyboard. This is a dedicated keyboard that does emojis. It's running the new uh, CircuitPython library, keypad library, so you can do um, really easy to customize your keys and stuff. So let's run through a demo real quick. Um, so here I'm gonna show the learn guide, and then a blank text document to show you kind of what this thing does. Emojis, right? So I got a little text document. Let me delete that. And it's it's really fun. These are re-legendable keys. So what you can do with these re-legendable keys, you can print out these little printouts, uh, these little, these little kind of chiclets, and like put them in the little cap. So there's two pieces to these keys. So just an extra little bit. And uh, <laughs> there is a uh, a lot of fun things you could do with emojis, and uh, Big Sur 
is uh, one of the kind of things that we were testing with. We were, we were on a Mac and Windows. It's going to be a little bit different, so I'm running on a Mac. And um, there are some weird things about Big Sur where the emoji pop-up window needs to be, uh, it needs like an extra delay, so it's a little bit slower. It's actually quicker to execute these new emojis on a PC, which is interesting. And uh, Big Sur kind of makes it a little bit, so you have to tweak the, uh, the delays, which we'll walk through. But for the most part, it seems to be pretty solid here. Um, so I got my, my, my uh, what do you call it? the relegible keys one-to-one -one matching what the actual emoji is. So that's kind of fun. But yeah, this is what it does. It's, in the code, it's actually doing a couple of different key commands. And we'll walk through those. But on a Mac, to bring up the emoji pop-up window, you need, like three, you need two hands. You need a control, command, and space bar. And then you get this cool little pop-over. So once that's there, you need a delay, and then you need to type out searching which emoji do you want, right? So let's say I want a cat. You can type in C-A-T, and then you have to select one. So we're using arrow keys, so down, and then enter to actually bring it up. And on Windows, you have to do like a, an escape key. But uh, it's cool that with CircuitPython and the key library, the keypad library, you can execute a ton of uh, key commands and add delays and stuff, which is really specific to Big Sur because this won't work uh, if the delays are too quick. So uh, just showing that it's working here. You can speed up um, all of this, but again, it's good. you really want to fine tune it to your setup. Maybe you're running Catalina or like macOS Catalina or Mojave. Um, we've tested them and, and they do need different delays. But on Windows, it seems to be working pretty good with Windows um, 10. Oh boy, I don't even know what Windows <laughs> version of Windows. 12? I think 10 is what's out and 11 is new. Maybe Ann can let us know, or someone in the chat can let us know. What's the latest All I have in my mind is Monterey. Monterey, yeah, yeah. That's, that might be even more different, so. Yeah. So there is the quick little demo of uh, what's going on. So let's uh, check out the Learn Guide. So if you head over to learn.adifit.com, the Learn Guide went up yesterday around afternoon. But yeah, huge shout out to Liz. This is her idea, and she wrote the code. I did the enclosure bit. Uh, so the Learn Guide walks through all the parts. Uh, the parts, you know, there's a part shortage. So it's going to be hard to get these chips, uh, particularly for the 1x4 Neo key. So I think Lamar might actually redesign this one with a different chip. But if you have one on hand, this is a great project for you. And the QDPI RP2040 is really nice because it has built-in flash and everything. The other, uh, kind of the first version of the QDPI, you needed to solder a, a spy flash chip on there. But it's already built into the, uh, the QDPI RP2040, which makes it a really good board for this. And this is a no-soldering project. So with this little STEM QT cable, you can connect it right to the back of the QDPI and into one of the two ports on the 1x4 NeoKey. So I'll just do a quick little demo of this assembly. 3D printed enclosure is just three pieces of bottom piece this frame and the top cover. So I'll just disconnect this now, like that. And you can see here I got a nice large hole. Whenever I'm designing an enclosure, it's always important to make your hole bigger than you expect it to be, especially with USB-C connectors. They can range from you know, nice and skinny to a, a enormously huge, like a, uh, do I have one here? No, they're I don't. But they're all, yeah, they're, they're all plugged huge. in. They're all huge, right? So this is a nice small one. Um, so any manner, um, what's cool about it is uh, the top cover acts as the plate as well. So I, it's cool. So the L snap fits together. I'm just using my nail here to pop this out. But I wasn't sure if this was going to work or not. But 
um, with the plate, and also being the top cover, um, it, keeps, it keeps all of these keys in line because they're nicely snap fitted in there and they, they pop out easy enough, right? You could use a keycap puller or just push them out like that. But with the keycap, um, with the key plate also being the top cover, it's, it's nice to, that you can kind of plug this in and, and, and uh, it'll, it'll make sure that, the, the, you just want to make sure that the, the, the pins don't get bent when you push that in. But so far so good, I haven't been able to bend it yet, so that's cool. Um, yeah, so this little frame piece comes off as well. And it's just a simple little frame with nubs, symmetrical nubs on the top and bottom so that they snap fit into the top cover and bottom cover like so. Um, and then here you can see the cutie pie just gets press fitted into this little holder. And the little holder has these cutaways so that you are not going to mess up any of those lovely components back there because uh, there are pretty close, they're really, really small resistors there. Sorry about the focus, I can't focus here um, for reasons. But I'll do a quick manual focus. So there you can see all the different components that could potentially be snapped off um, if you didn't have these, uh, these, these kind of reliefs here, these breakaways. So I made sure um, that I inspected it in CAD. Yeah, it's the fan. The, uh, that the, the snap fits would not the ledge here, you needed to have some uh, elevation from the PCB in order to have you know, uh, some room there. And if you have soldered pins here, then even more so you do want that extra space there, um, that extra clearance at the bottom there. And then this little relief here lets you get your thumb in there and pop it out. Um, so yeah, and you can see here that it's, it's as easy as just connecting this cable to that port right there and then you're ready to, to you have four keys to play with. Built-in NeoPixels right here, you, you can control those and do all sorts of fun animations. And you have these extra header pins here if you want to connect anything. And if you want to connect a sensor, a STEM QT sensor, you have another STEM port there so you can daisy chain it. Uh, but yeah, really, really simple. Uh, the way it's secured is with these really short six millimeter tall M2.5 uh, standoffs. And uh, we have a standoff kit that includes very variable different heights for this, for the, uh, and, and screw lengths for the standoffs. Um, but yeah, you're gonna want to use the six millimeter uh, standoffs there, which I have noted in the learn guide. But yeah, a pretty simple assembly. Um, I wanted to keep it really simple so that folks can customize it as they want. Um, so this is how you install it. Once this is secured and this is popped in, you just kind of snap fit that bit there. And then you want to be really careful that your orientation of your pins are lined up properly. Um, so you can kind of tell that it's supposed to be this way. And then uh, let me just show like popping them out and then putting this over, right? So far so good. Focus, there we go. And then we can do one by one here. So you just wanna be careful that your pins are in the right spot. You wanna line up that slot with the NeoPixel, the reverse matching NeoPixels down there. You get a good look at that. And you just wanna make sure you pop it in there. And that seems to be good there. Um, yeah. And I am wrong in terms of the, what, key, what emoji goes where, I've already forgot. Oops. Um, so I'll have to reorient re, uh, them later. There, I think it was, I think it's, <laughs> I'm trying to remember the order. It's fine, you can look I at know. your guide too. <laughs> right. I think it's like that. Super easy assembly though, and you have, you know, you can change out the keys if you want a different thing, but Lamar really wanted to show off the re-legendable keys, so that's why I uh, made this, and 
you know, my printer is actually low on ink, so the, the quality of them are a little bit washed out, and you know, that's just the thing with 2D printers, huh? It's always low on ink. But yeah, let's, uh, I guess I kind of showed all that. So let's look at the learn guide, and then we'll kind of walk through that stuff. Um, here we go. So learn.83.com. We looked at the homepage, which has all the products linked in there. There's those kits for the hardware, and there's the red legendable keycaps. We also uh, offer these, we also stock these uh, SA uh, MX compatible switches in various colors. You could you can check those out if they're in stock. And we also have the uh, the kale switches too, if you want a different style of kale switch. Cool. All right, like most learn guides, CircuitPython page walks you through installing CircuitPython on your QD Pi RP2040. We have a nice um, walkthrough guide with photos that shows you how to get it in the bootloader mode. The RP2040 has a little special um, way to do it. It has this boot button and a boot select button, a reset and a boot select button. So you have to do that in the right order. A little bit of a song and dance, but once you get that installed, it's really easy to drag and drop that UF2 file to upgrade to the latest version of CircuitPython. So the code is up on GitHub. Shout out to Liz for, for uh, putting it together. And you can grab the code and the libraries by using the, the download uh, project bundle button. So this will grab all of the libraries and their dependencies so that you don't have to hunt them down. You can just click this button, you get the code and the libraries. Drag and drop them onto your CircuitPy drive and you're ready to start demo coding. Um, so yeah, so you can check out the code. It's all nicely commented. And then uh, down here we just um, show you that you want to be aware that there are two versions of the code, Mac OS and Windows, right? And we have a screenshot here just to show you that um, you want to make sure that all of your uh, all of your libraries and folder structures are like that. So pretty cool. And then the code walkthrough, all of the kind of code blocks are broken out. So if folks are really new and they want to dive deeper, you can you can uh, check out all the different um, code blocks, right? Yeah. So check those out. Um, there's a little note here. Uh, customizing your emojis on a Mac and Windows, it's just slightly different. Um, for Windows, I can see here that they are escape keys, but you can see here in the arrays for the emojis, they're kind of key codes that are spelling out the emoji that you want. Once you have your emoji pop-up window open, you can use the search bar in the emoji pop-up window to uh, filter out the, the emoji that you want. So in this case, you can see C, A, T, spacebar, F, so it's like a cat face, and then you can see here there's an enter code and then an escape key. So that's for Windows on a Mac. Pretty similar, a code C, a key code C, A, T, and but a little bit different here. You want to use an, a down arrow in the enter key. This is very specific to a Mac, and above was very specific to Windows, but there you have it. It's all documented there. And in the loop, you can change up um, any of the states if you want, and you can change the color of the NeoPixels here in, in the if statements. You also get a nice uh, little, um, in the serial console, you'll get a little printout of which button you pressed and uh, which version of the code you're running. So that's nice. But yeah, the, the key, um, you know, the NeoPixels, you can use uh, hex decimal colors. So you can use a color picker if you want a specific color. And uh, yeah, that's Windows and the Mac version here. After the, uh, the keys, uh, after the emoji is like filtered out, then uh, another set of, of keyboard commands is uh, a set here to actually open the window. Right? Yeah, control, command, spacebar is like the key command uh, on a Mac on Big Sur to open uh, the emoji pop-up window. And then this right here sends the emoji. Cool.
but check it out. Um, it's on GitHub, and the code walkthrough is super thorough. Uh, for the 3D printing, got a couple STL files, just three. Also have um, the Fusion 360 archive that includes the parametric model, so you can really tweak it. All the original sketches and stuff are there. Um, you can do CAD animations as well in Fusion 360. I, I make these just to show you kind of how the assembly works. And then if you want to make your own design, please, please, please check out our GitHub repo of all our 3D models. So we make a 3D model for all, we try to, for all of our uh, PCB boards. So here is the 1x4 Cutie Pie board. And I also threw in there some Cherry Mech switches. But yeah, these have the connectors, the NeoPixels, all of the components are, uh, are painstakingly mapped uh, for folks. So you have a one-to-one -one representation of the actual hardware. So uh, you can check that out by clicking on this link here. I try to add these and promote it as much as I can. Um, but you, the way you search through it is the, uh, the product IDs, the, number, the four digits at the beginning. So if I wanted a macro pad or RP, uh, if I wanted like, the Cutie Pie B49, I could do Control F to search. Um, to search this site, and then I can type in the, the PID number for the product that I'm looking for. In this case, it's 4900, which is the QDPI RP2040. So that'll show up here, highlighted. I can click on that link, and then you have here a couple of files, the Fusion, 3, the Fusion 360 file, a step file, which is a bit of an open format. You can use that step file in any of the CAD packages that will support it. And then uh, the STL file, if you want to bring that into something like Tinkercad, or mesh mixer, and then you also have a GIF of the thing. So you can see here is the preview. It's just a GIF that I made that I rendered out of Fusion, and that shows you it's got the USB-C connector, it's got the reset button, and it even has the the QF QFN the RP2040 chip. <laughs> All the diodes and caps and everything there is, is is populated as well. Very cool, nice work. So check that out. Give it a star. You could do that. I think cool. And you can also fork it and use the issues tab if you find any issues. But uh, yeah, that's uh, the 3D CAD parts. All right, back over to the line guide. Yeah. The assembly page just walks you through the assembly. It's pretty simple, but I like photos and tells you the exact length of screws that you want to use um, for this and sort of a chronological order how you want to set up. You want to install the, you know, your standoffs onto the PCB first, pop that on over the, the bottom cover and then secure it with those four screws. And then from there, you just want to connect the, you know, the cable, the stem QT cable, and just press fit the QT pie in there, and snap, snap, snap. Everything snap fits. <laughs> That's cool. This kind of reminds me of like a, like a, I don't know. I want to put like a pickle Rick face in that area. If I had more time, folks, I would have probably like spent more time designing like a reset button thing here. So there's plenty of stuff you can do here. If you want to add something else there or some reset buttons, you can do that there. But that's kind of the idea, it's to make it what you want. So that's why I kind of left it really simple and it kind of makes it minimal and elegant. So that's why I kind of left it that way. Yeah, the community makes will look at somebody who added a little screen. Yeah, there. sweet, yeah. You can do that too, add a screen to it. And the last page I want to walk through is the usage page. This is very specific to the Mac. Um, I'm running on an iMac that has a, a fresh install Big Sur and I found that you need to uh, and they, you need to change some things in the keyboard settings. So I have that listed here. Um, in the keyboard settings, you just want to change the globe key uh, to something else, because by default, this globe key is what will launch uh, the character viewer. And then when you have the character viewer, you have to click on this icon so that you can have it as a popover. Uh, it's a bit of a, I don't want to say it's a mess on Big Sur, but <laughs> 
this, that's why this page is here. It just exists as a way to, here's what you need to set up in order for your pop-up window to work. Because by default, it wasn't working. I was like, why isn't this working? Because you have to just make sure that your settings are, your settings are, are, are configured so that it would work with the key, keyboard command, particularly the control command plus spacebar to open the pop-up window. So yeah, that's pretty much the guide in a nutshell. Again, shoot shout out to Liz for um, coming up with the idea and coding it up and using the uh, the cutie pie and you know the one by four. I think it's one of the first projects with the one by four. Great project for that sort of thing and a really nice way to you know actually do emojis. It's not as simple as like oh just you know <clears throat> one key. Like I thought it was like you just paste in like the special Unicode but it's not, you kind of have to go through the OS to do it. So it's a bit of a hacky thing, but it's cool to see it being done and working pretty well. So there you go. Maybe it'll be better in Monterey or more difficult. <laughs> yeah, more difficult, oh no. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, check it out. If folks, you got the one by four, check it out. The uh, 3D models are all there as well. So if folks want to make their own Thing. Really, really nice way to mount it too. I like the four mounting holes are in, in a good spot. Lots of clearances and stuff. Um, the cutie pies is, is always a bit of a challenge to make an enclosure for because it's just the the nature of it's so compact and stuff. I would have loved to have used my little PCB that gives it uh, two mounting holes, but I think for something like this, you need to keep it really, really simple. And um, I like that there's no soldering for this. It's just the stem QT cable, and that's super cool, right? So yeah, check it out. <clears throat> uh, Stuart gives some shout outs to all of the 3D CAD uh, that we have on the GitHub. So definitely check that out. Yes, very cool. Thanks. And there's some funny discussion on uh, whether Windows is binary or not. Is mm. it going backwards? Whoa. <laughs> check out the Discord for that funny chat. Yeah. Nice little banter there. Thanks, folks. All right, let's go ahead and jump into this week's What Are We Prototyping? Yeah, we're prototyping a lot, so we're going to have fun here. So uh, Pedro's right. going to go first, I think, because <clears throat> it's really... Actually, we got these really cool molds in the shop. I don't... Where'd they go? Here it is. Yeah, I'll pull up the product page, too. Uh, so we... Adafruit's stocking a, a couple of different ones. So if you go to this product page, you can see that you have options here. We have kitty paws. We have, and this is where you're going to have to start to learn what are these labels mean. One U is the size of the keyboard, I think, of the keycap. So maybe you'll want to do some research, but we have like space bars and all the different things. So these are the ones we're using. Uh, Pedro, tell me which one you're actually using. Is it, is it the Kitty I think Pond? it's like the Escape one, but they all come with the uh, One U included in addition to whatever, okay. whatever special other key that you're getting. So, so is caps log tab. the One U is like the universal? Yeah, maybe? they all come with that one. Okay, they're all going to have the right amount of spacing, the One U Yeah, size. so a couple of uh, Desk, of Liter Desk of Lady Ada's ago, she was showing off how to make some custom keycaps. She was checking out the molds to get in stock, and they're finally in, did some tests, and wow. These are freaking cool. Yeah. So I made some eyeballs because, of course, Halloween's coming up, so there's going to be a bunch of eyeball stuff. And uh, Let's step back. What is resin casting? What is resin casting? So you're using the silicone mold and applying some UV curable resin that gets poured in there. So that's goop? <clears throat> yep. Throw some goop in there. And then temp-pulling to a past project that we worked on a couple years ago, we have this uh, little UV uh, lamp that was used for just carrying, like, nails. And... Uh, 
nice little guy. He has a little power boost inside and a bunch of these, uh, I forgot, what is it, 400? This is the half size from a Proto that you can get for free if you spend 100 bucks for this. Uh, yeah, it's really nice. The Perma Proto works really well for this sort of thing. You got plenty of holes in there, and uh, the resistors are on the other side. And you get two mounting holes, plenty of power and ground rails, and it's so nice to solder on that thing because it's got like nice thick pads that are through hole plated. How's that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to talk about that. I know. What is the 400 milli uh, nanometer the actual LED circuit? UVs? Yeah. No, the okay. UV LEDs mm. that'll, that, that, you're, that are required to actually uh, cure this. Yeah, this is a learn guide, by the way. It was from many years ago. Many years ago, come on, man. It was from a couple of years ago. This was the collab project with Becky Stern. And uh, yeah, it was, her, it was kind of her idea, and we, we 3D printed it, and she did up the guide. But you can get the files and build one. It's got a full circuit diagram and everything. But uh, the UV nanometers are 400 nanometers. Go. It says right there on the product page, and they're five millimeter uh, sized, and you get a pack of 10. Uh, for this one though, we we, we were able I to think fit we like 30. 30 yeah. We were able to fit 30 there, and uh, it's quite a soldering uh, exercise, right? Oh, it's super but fun. It's super fun because like uh, soldering this board is nice because you get the extra nice mm -hmm. uh, pads that are extra thick and stuff. So great soldering work there, <clears> Becky. <throat> and then back over to the overhead. Here's the result. Yeah. So uh, looks like an explosion of glitter. It does. It's it kind of so aesthetic an explosion. Here, yeah. <laughs> For sure. But yeah, we'll be uh, taking a look at how to cast these. Some of the things I learned in terms of layering all of the different uh, materials on there. Uh, we'll be trying different colors next, so we can do some uh, like opaque colors. But this yes. is what we've got so far. Now take one out and show us the stem. To create, uh, it's a bit of a two-part setup. You want to create, I think, the stem first. How, how did you? No, you just got to pour. We'll go over that in the uh, the learn guide and all for that. But yeah, it's uh, two different pieces. You pour the uh, stem part in there and then fill this uh, after you've done like the, the layering for how you want to set up your key. It just goes on there like that. And you just cure it for like five to 10 minutes each side. And then okay. there you go. You have your custom little key. Of course, I'm super proud of this little cat nubbin with the uh, hearts on there. And what I found that worked really good is the uh, glitter that has the little cutouts for all the different shapes, so like a yes, thank you. volume That's up, a volume nice down, like an air fruit button, like some Dragon Ball Z inspired like stars, and mm -hmm. like you can just do so you can go do, crazy with yeah. This. So one of the things that I remember Lamar saying is that she ran into some issues by putting too much stuff in them. So maybe there's she's doing a different technique, but I do remember saying oh, that and she had maybe some it's the UV, uh, the actual UV resin that she's using. I just oh. wrapped what was the first search, search result on Amazon. It's about 20 bucks. It's a pretty, uh, it's like 20 milliliters, I think. So you, it's a pretty big bottle. Do you think that's, can we use, folks probably have resin printers. Can you use that resin? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Um, the models that we made uh, years ago, that's what we were using, a resin printer to print all the the, um, right. the stems and all the entire decal. Okay. Yeah, perfect. So that resin is the same time. resin as the resin you used I here? I don't That's what I'm asking. So. Like, no, I don't think it's the I, same. I, I, maybe? I Does wouldn't it be cure surprised. faster? Who knows? But this is particularly for casting and like UV jewelry. curing. Yeah. Jewelry, okay. Mm -hmm. Like on the box, there's like gems and stuff, which mm -hmm. looks really cool. Yeah. But uh, mixing pigments is another experiment to do because they're all clear right now. Yeah. Uh, but you That'd can mix nice. pigments, food coloring, and some solid colors. But uh, And then my second favorite is, of course, the eyes because you have movement. And yeah. something that's you like closed on the inside. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Yeah. I think Lamar wanted to put like some components, like little diodes or something in it. Oh, I should do that next. Yeah. 
Yeah. If we have none, then we do. Yeah. But that'll be coming up. Super cool. And you can get all of the different uh, keycap molds available now. Yep. And uh, Pedro will be working on a video and guide. Yes. With all his findings. So let me pull up the product page for that. Again, you can check out our UV manicure lamp. But the uh, this product page here will show you uh, all the different silicone molds that uh, we're starting to carry. But uh, I'd say the Kitty Paws is a, a really fun one. And take out the Discord. Alvaro just posted the epoxy resin dyes. It's a powder. Oh, that's cool. I'll be checking out two yeah, so you can make some squirrely um, kind of river table style, you know, effects. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, Thanks, Alvaro. I really a, like that. Uh, that we're gonna actually galaxy. probably get some. Yeah. There's the resin. There's the. Uh, there we go. <laughs> that's river what I table. For that shimmering effect on there on the. Excellent. Uh, Look river at those jewelry table. pieces too. So fun. Yeah, huh. great for uh, slime. I know, right? That's very cool. We're gonna definitely get some of the stuff for sure. So, yeah, so much lots fun. of fun uh, things with the custom keycaps. So that's where we're at right now with custom keycaps. Yeah. So molds. Uh, as part of the project, we'll definitely redesign the, uh, yeah. the UV lamp so it's Please a little more do. easier to have like a tray that gets it in there. Because one of the things that mentioned is when you pour the resin in here, it like sags when you're actually trying that's to right. put it into a lamp. Uh, so you can have misalignments of your stem. So we'll definitely have it where all the components are uh, moved over to the top. So you can just sort of place, place it over, yeah. right on top of your work area. Surface, yeah. Yep. And, um, you know, this was back when we were first learning how to do stuff. So Fusion 360 didn't even exist. Uh, we were using 123D from Autodesk. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we had to use screws and stuff. But nowadays we know how to do snap fit stuff really well. This, this doesn't have, this snap fit's kind of funny, right? Because it doesn't actually... I don't have any of the, the grabbers or the catchers. Yeah. It just kind of has a lip. It just stays in there. And then CEO was saying that Lamar was uh, was saying she had uh, the shadows were cast on the UV. Yeah, so you got to uh, cure it on both sides. That's right. And then the other thing we did was uh, we stuck it in the sun, too, for like a 10 oh, minutes yeah. or something. It's a super cure. Yeah, because the, the more resin you're using, the harder it's going to be to cure. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, there you go. That is... Uh, the, our first initial, your first initial experiments with uh, resin casting. layering on there. Yeah, so much fun. Yeah. I try uh, the uh, The first one galaxy. didn't work, right? Like, you had to learn, you got to learn the rhythm. and. Oh, yeah, I didn't do the stems oh. correctly. Right. So we'll go over some of those things that were not covered in any of the videos that I watched. Okay. Get a little bit more con concise way of getting really good results on your first try. But yeah, we're... Cool. Lamar suggests stick to the UV curable resin. Yeah. There's two parts that you can play with, but if you already know that, you're already she said she acquainted with it, then y'all know what to do. The uh, two-parter. Right. Cool. All right. And the prototyping next up is more keyboard More keyboards. Stuff. This is the five by six ortho snap together uh, Neo key, and it has five by six, and I want to make a little 3D printed plate for it. So I got it wired up here. I wired it into this Permaproto because I can take off this board now and I can switch this out for any other uh, feather microcontroller. But this is the RP2040 feather. It's the one that, uh, that I really like right now. And uh, well, I guess we'll plug it in and take a look at it. But I, I thought I'd throw in these. You might remember these. These were in the shop a couple weeks ago. These are little rubber. These are little. These are large feet with aluminum machine feet with these little rubber circles and they use M4 screws. So I thought it'd be cool to kind of see how that works. And it works really well. Uh, so it's just a two-part um, kind of setup. We have the mounting plate and a plate for the keys. Uh, I don't have any keycaps because we need to 
buy more resin. <laughs> but I'm going to plug this in and kind of show off the demo code. So this learn guide for the 5x6 is out. Shout out to Katni for getting that out last week. And right now it's running. It's not running at all. Is it the switch? No. I don't know why it's not, uh, not working. Let me just plug it in again. Really quick, some of the questions coming in on the UV cap, uh, UV resin keycaps. Yep, there will be a learn guide. Yes, and that is Stuart's the asking if you goal. can just leave them out in the sun. I think you can, because the last step is what I did. Is I I left it out in the sun just to get rid of the the little stickiness that still remains. Cool. Yeah, so I got here, um, you know, running the the LED animation demo code just to show the all the lights are working. Um, wiring it up, you're going to want to look at the 5x6 Learn Guide by Katni, which I was just talking about. Uh, and I have it wired in the rows and the columns. It's, it's all uh, there on a, uh, a nice circuit diagram, so you can get an idea of what, what pins you need to use. Uh, but for the feather, uh, they're particular to the feather, or not particular to the feather. The, um, you, can, you can play with the different GPIOs. Uh, so because it's CircuitPython, it's really easy to change the code. So I guess I'll just do that right now. I have uh, some demo code running here. And if I go to my CircuitPy drive, you can see here I got two different codes. And I just name one code and the other one like a demo. So this is the LED animation. And this one is Katni's demo code that she has a part of the library. So you can check this out now. Um, I just switched the code. And now uh, when I press a button, it'll keep it lit, which is really neat. And I'm just kind of doing a little bit of light bright here. And you can change the colors and um, the brightness and all that stuff. But yeah, really, really cool. It's just my initial um, hands-on with the 5x6. You can, of course, snap them apart and all that, but I wanted to keep it all together and uh, make a little plate for folks. So if you guys want the plate, I'll throw this up on Thingiverse. It, it's uh, sized. This bit here is sized for the feather, so as long as you have a feather. Any type of feather will fit there. And you can see how I set it up with these tall standoffs and the Permaproto, or is it a Permaproto or something like that? I showed you what it was, right? When I took this out, it's the... Uh, oh, the Feather pro uh, Proto yeah, wing. Yeah, Feather Proto wing, something like that. My screw just came off, it's funny. I mean, it spuds your doubles as a flathead screwdriver. Right, that's cool. But yeah, I really like these feet. I wasn't sure if those were gonna work out well here, but they do. It gives you a lot of grip, so that's really nice. Yanni is saying that I could make an awesome uh, design game for that. Yeah, it would be really fun. Um, a snake game. Snake. Uh, and little knobs here. Something. Oh, what was the other one? But I like game. that the the NeoPixels are the buttons. Like it feels like NeoPixels are the buttons mm -hmm. too. Let me just... It's like a light bright almost. Yeah, it is like a light bright. And uh, I don't have any of the keys, but can we take these out and put them in? They fit, right? They should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoops. Same same keycap. Yeah. So. Or stem. Just to see how it looks like with it lit. I turned the brightness down just to not blind it, but that's the sort of look you're gonna look, you're gonna get. It looks cool with the eyeballs in the center. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Put another one, make a face. And then what will be the mouth? I'm uh, gonna go check out some more of the uh, glitter cutouts, see if they have any Halloween-based ones. Right, yeah. So yeah, check it out. If you got yourself the five by six, um, maybe you want a plate. We got that, and also I'm working on the 3D model. I'll release that shortly. It was a little bit tricky to make the 3D model. I showed you last week. If you want to check out last week's 3D Hangout, I talk about uh, some of the challenges I had making the model for this thing, because it's using tiles. 
it's tiled design, so it's a little bit different. So that is the 5x6 um, ortho neo key. And on to kind of shop talk, now that we're done with prototyping. Those are what we're prototyping, I think. A couple other th things that are prototyping in terms of uh, workflow. Yeah, so I, um, I got myself the, the, the new desktop CNC from Bantam Tools. So we're part of the uh, residence. Right? We're so we're, we're checking out. Yeah, we're milling residents now. So we got the, the machine. I, I got to play with it a couple of days ago. And my initial thoughts is this thing is a beast. <laughs> it, can, it can just chew through aluminum like butter. Uh, so the first thing I really wanted to do is, was, was mill some wood. Um, so it was really fun to, uh, to learn how to use toe clamps and to have a bigger uh, machine. So the first thing, I, a bigger machine plus Area. bigger tools. Like I can do a quarter inch mill now, which is excellent. So I got this piece of walnut. And the idea was I wanted to make a little, pla a little plate for the macro pad. Um, so I, I, I face that as like my first material to play with, and it, it, it just can grind through through uh, through wood like nothing, but even more so this aluminum here. So they have a lot of uh, demo projects too. So this is a part holder that I played with. A really short video, but um, I guess I can show you the parts now. So this is the uh, the thing I milled. Um, so this was surfaced with a massive. I, I, to me, it's massive because I'm I'm like used to a 132. You know, with a with an eighth inch shaft. So this is like what I'm used to on the on the smaller PCB mill, right, from Bantam. And now this is the eighth inch, right? This is like the biggest tool that I can mill on the uh, on the desktop CNC, the 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 PCB the CNC, the little one. I just we'll got call the little, little one. one. And this is a quarter inch uh, mill, which is uh, like double the size. Double the size because you know that's how math works, right? Uh, so it's so cool to have uh, a bigger machine. I'm so giddy about it because like, just seeing it chew through materials is incredible. Um, so I was able to surface this, and you really can't see any machining lines because of the tool is just so massive. And it's from Helical. Helical makes really good tools. Um, so I was able to do a contour on this, faced both surfaces because it was not level. And I, I still use tape for surfacing. You still want to use tape. But the Bantam Tools has some really nice, uh, it has a nice T-slot bed that's kind of standard. And it comes with toe clamps. So I was able to toe clamp uh, this piece here. And I was able to use the Bantam Zoo software to automatically probe the material. So you can probe the material. And even though it's, you know, it's not conductive, let's say this is the tool, you can kind of jog it down and then like probe it this like way. Feedback on yeah, the so you can manually kind of do it. And it was really cool to do that. But if it was metal, you can just touch the, the points and it'll uh, figure out where your material is and offset it for you. Really, the, the Bantam Zoo software is like, so amazing! It's 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 really it's really nice. It's where uh, one of the cost of machines. It really to. is where the cost of machine is. Um, yeah, and then uh, for this pop print, I thought it'd be fun to do a pop print, of course. Um, so I used the um, one the eighth inch, and you can kind of see the surface lines here. Um, or maybe I didn't. I can't remember. I have a video, but <laughs> and then I used uh, a chamfer tool to do this one here, a little pyramid chamfer. I also messed up here. You can see the little gash there. That is because when you are changing uh, from tool diameters, you want to re-probe uh, your alignment bracket because um, it just gets, you know, you just need to do that. But uh, this is just the first um, look at it, really, really, really quick look at it. Um, I had to do other, th and other things, but I can't wait to, to make more stuff. I'm actually working on uh, making some uh, a jig for making a bunch of wooden keycaps 
it's going to be a double-sided thing, so I need to come up with a jig. This is just a one-sided part. Um, yeah, so that's my initial kind of hands-on with the Bantam Tools desktop CNC and uh, pop print, right? So that's uh, what I'm working on there. So looking forward to play with it after the show, actually. I, mean, I, I got some, some cam stuff that I want to do, um, which is great if you're doing, um, if you already know how to use Fusion 360, uh, using the cam workspace in it is, uh, is really nice and intuitive. And there's lots of tutorials and things out there for folks to check out. And uh, I, I may have two or three tutorials on CNC um, previously, but now I'll probably do some more coming up. But that is uh, the Band of Tools. Yay, and that's what Very we've cool. been prototyping slash shop talk. Yeah, more CNC to come. Woo. Yeah. Let me switch over to, uh, yeah, if anybody have any questions or any project ideas for the Band of Tools, feel free to let me know. Any questions about it, um, let me know. I'll find out. Awesome. Let's go ahead and check out this week's Community Makes. Okay, let's do that. Every week, Pedro uh, 3D prints something from the community. This week, he found something that has to do with uh, upcoming Yeah, Halloween's holiday. already started. I'm already working on the next Halloween Ada box. So, of course, all the stores, I think, already have all of their um, decorations out. Do that. I mentioned to get out there and check out what's going on. This thing's huge. Stuff. Um, fits on your face. Do you oh, want yeah, to put it on your face? Just go, go, yeah, go straight to that. This is an awesome wolf mask. Go over your face. Wolf. <laughs> Phil B, where you at? so freaking detailed. Look at that. This is phenomenal. Had like the nose all on there, all the fur and the teeth. Yeah. And uh, you have like a couple of different spots on there to add a strap. So you can uh, have that on your head. Pretty dang cool. I'm totally into this. This is so cool. I really like how high quality this came out. And I think I finally dialed in the printer to like such an excellent quality. There was like no stringing on Sweet. this whatsoever. So this is from the time-lapse video. Yeah. So let's run that real quick. If you haven't seen it, here's the time-lapse video. Um, it's from big. Tudor Colvit, mm -hmm. uh, on Thingiverse. It's a free download, so you can check it out. There are four pieces to it. No support material, right? What's that? Uh, no, no, no support materials. Uh, Stuart just asked, how did I lay that on the bed? You can kind of see it on the time-lapse, but we'll just show it did on you? the camera. Yeah. What I do is I open up uh, Crusa Slicer. And I uh, used the little slicing tool on there, and you can kind of see here, I sliced it right there just so I wouldn't have to have any support materials on it because the way that this mask is, it looks like it's optimized for printing upwards or on the Z. So right. all I do with a lot of the prints, actually, like the, I saw a lot of people having problems with the Loki mask or the, the horns. Right. Um, if this was like printed a different way, I would have sliced it like right down here just so you mm. have a completely flat surface to uh, have the bed or have it adhere to the bed. How did the teeth print though? This the, prints completely upwards. So right. it's a, there's like all 45 degrees on it. You can kind of see. I'm just gonna have to play the video the, again. Uh, the teeth there. <laughs> like and slow it down or something. Yeah, this uh, Alvaro makes a good point. Yeah, this is uh, great for everyone else who has to wear masks. Uh, this is everyone here now too as well. This there is it is. Cool thing to put over your mask. Yeah, so nice flat, lots of surface area where you cut it, right? And then mm -hmm. you can see the extra details are in the inside there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is nice. But yeah, look at those overhangs. Not they, It catches itself very well in the teeth. That's the problematic parts, right? Yeah. So let's take a look at it over the overhead and show us the, I don't know, are there any ugly sides, you know, drooping um, or anything like that? Oh, here's hidden. one. One little. <laughs> one little <laughs> droop. 
And this is a 0.2 millimeter? Yeah, 0.2. Layer height. Um, just to cut down on the amount of time, because I don't know if you could see the uh, the specs there for the time lapse. It took 24 hours. Is this print. like special premium this is just PLA? No, it's run of the mill $20 um, okay. PLA. Okay. And then we're using the uh, these elastic straps. You can get like a whole roll of these mm -hmm. along with yeah, this is these great design right here. here. To do that right there, um, there's actually a, oh, there's actually an, yeah, a there's a couple there. of different slots. Yeah, so, so you can have it up on the top or on the bottom, depending on how you want to wear it or your face shape. So this is an excellent way to have uh, for masks or uh, you know any sort of costume. I, I think have multiple different um, like little areas to attach a strap. Super glue. A little bit of yeah. haze, yep. so y'all yep. want to be glue. a pair of that. If you're doing super glue, you get the haze if you Gotta don't. have some uh, some air blowing on it, so right. it does not haze Turn up. your air canister upside down, a little Jimmy DeResta trick. But uh, yeah, it works really well. Just a tiny bit of overhang over there. Mm -hmm. But man, it caught it really well. All that right there would have been overhang, and it caught it. Oh, that's a good idea. Oh, too. look at the nose. Uh, Wester is nice uh, mentioning some ninja flex for the, uh, the head strap. Oh, that's cool. It's a hidden face inside there. Rawr, Halloween. <laughs> Very came cool. out all super smooth, so I'm gonna, I didn't read the whole description of it, but I'm thinking like ZBrush or something. Yeah, we'll, we'll look at the Thingiverse. Yeah, this is super cool. The 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 first the uh, uh, Todor's uh, Thingiverse user Todor mm -hmm. could might be real name. This was making the rounds. I think it was originally posted on Prusa, and I really like oh, the right. uh, hero image that he uses there with the yeah, sunglasses excellent. on and the yeah, hoodie. Yeah, with the hoodie, that's so excellent. Cool. That's such a aesthetic look. Mm -hmm. But that's how it is by default. So you can see Pedro did cut it. Yeah. And um, you can do that in Prusa Slicer or Tinkercad or Mesh Mixer. Super cool. Really like it. You have your mask and you know behind it. Yeah, Prusa is uh, the, the Prusa Slicer is uh, uh, my preferred workflow for it, just because of how it auto orients everything back up for you. Yeah, wolf mask. And uh, you could always check the comments to see if anyone has any tips or anything. Um, yeah, it looks like everybody's asking about the orientation of right, the print. Yeah. I should upload this as a remix. I think you should. Yeah, there's no remixes yet. And uh, what you do is like a really, really important thing. Yeah, it doesn't that really transcend all the, the models and stuff. Yeah, it doesn't really affect where you're adding the straps to. So all the strength remains on the model. It's That's just a right, yeah. little bit there. Very cool. You're all chopping right. off. And this goes with a lot of uh, models that are uh, organic like this, where sure, you're, yeah. you're like there trying to figure no out, oh, how do you put exactly there is yeah, no flat area. You, you have to create it. Flat yeah. and, and strategically figure out where is the mm -hmm. seam that I want to have. And yeah. right here, it doesn't matter where the seam is, because mm -hmm. from, from a front, you don't even see it. Yeah. Excellent. All right, and then shoot shout out to uh, Thodor, I think is how you say it. Yeah. Um, their username is a little bit different here, uh, Philon Philon Inc. Flow Ink. Flow Ink, but Todor is the name. Oh, look at all these masks. I think we've posted some of these. Oh, or actually, no. no. I printed the Samurai one. That one came out really good. This one right here with the, uh, the fangs. Oh, yeah, and you use like rainbow filament or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, excellent um, sculpt modeler. And uh, you can check out their website too. But yeah, there you have a Prusa print uh, thing as well in case, uh, you know, a thing at first goes down, which sometimes it does. <laughs> but yeah, he's on Prusa printers as well. Flow Ink. Ink. Check Filioing. it out. Very Super cool. cool. Yeah, so you shout out to If you want to get your Halloween started, which we are, we're looking for like a Halloween Christmas tree and like the whole oh, yeah. little set for yeah. shooting all the uh, Halloween stuff. Yeah, we stuff. have some fun uh, Ada Box planned. Yes. Uh, so cool. I can't wait. I really like it. All right. So that is this week's uh, Time Lapse Tuesday. Ooh. Check it out. And continuing on with the community makes, I think there's a couple. 
Nope, not this week. People oh. are on break, man. Oh, we're going on break too. Oh. We're uh, this is our last show for two weeks from now, so we're gonna take the next two weeks off. Yay. We'll be on break. We'll be actually be posting and sharing stuff. But, yeah, we'll still be on. That. Uh, we just won't do three D hangouts, so we won't see you for another two weeks. Yeah. Tonight we're gonna uh, sh- uh, host the show and tell, so please come on by. We'll be there hosting, and we hope to see you there. And then right after that's gonna be the Ada Box. Is it nineteen unboxing? Yeah. The John Park. At JP. So JP's got some really fun shenanigans planned, so yes. don't miss it tonight, 8 p.m. And show and tell is at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And that's this week's show, I think. It's pretty much a mix it of resin week. casting and milling and lots of keycaps. Halloween, get Halloween UV started. lights, wolves. Philby, where you at? Wolves. Oh, <laughs> this he's is work, he's, Yeah, he's, 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 he's doing, doing Adabox. I know, yeah, he's doing the next Adabox. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very cool. Well, I'm super pumped and excited. I hope y'all are staying safe out there and staying inspired. I hope we can keep your maker habit going. <laughs> I'm the last for words. Wear your mask. Wear your mask. Looks like that's coming back. Yeah, make, never sure going anywhere. make sure it's something like this. Yeah, I'm su- super happy. Uh, I've been uh, redeemed. I had like bought so many masks. And when the mandates were over, I was like, oh, man, I got all these masks. Now yeah. it's back. It's like, ha, 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 I got my Mom stash was, was ready. was joking with her friends. Uh, and they were like... Dude, I'm shopping around. And they're like, "Why are these masks so cheap? Are they is something wrong with them?" I was like, "No, it's just people." They thought they were gonna. They go thought away. they were gonna go out. No, and she like bought. I have all one of them. for like it's every like, yeah. um, holiday now. We have Christmas masks. Yeah, we yeah. have Halloween masks. We have Thanksgiving masks. Yeah, and every color and size. <laughs> it's a mask world. All right. Well, very cool. All right, everybody. Again, it's show and tell. Yeah, we'll later see you tonight. We'll be there. And unboxing shortly after Thursday is John Park's workshop. He'll be here Thursday. 4 p.m. Eastern Time. There's a deep dive this Friday, 2 p.m. Pacific Time with Scott. And the next week is Circuit Python Week. <laughs> Circuit Python Week. Yeah. I think that's like all, all day, every day at Adafruit, but. It is for me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, with that, good luck with all of your maker endeavors. And remember to make a great day. See you next week. Bye, folks. See you tonight. Woo.